welcome back to Mini TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today, you guys, we are going to be discussing Jenny and Georgia. That's right, y'all. Season 2, Episode 7, titled, Let Us Serenade the Sh Out of You. <laughs> I hope you guys are having a wonderful week thus far. Y'all, we have made it to Friday. Woo! Hey there, y'all. Yes. Lord. <laughs> All right, y'all, so it's only a couple more days till the end of the year. Do you guys have any New Year's resolutions? I don't really try to make those anymore because, yeah, you know, I just, I don't, okay? Most not a good follow-through when it comes to those types of things, especially, like, if you try to make a New Year's resolution to, like, uh, eat healthier, okay? I, I always end up having way more cheat days than not <laughs> so <laughs> y'all i just want y'all to live life and enjoy it while you're here because y'all it is so short nowadays all right so i think that's gonna be my only new year's resolution just try to have more fun next year that's it y'all i'm going on some more trips all right so without further ado let's go ahead get into the synopsis for this one and then we're gonna get right into the episode so the synopsis for this one is Georgia insists on going to Jenny's therapy session where raw truths emerge and Gil pushes the, his way into Austin's life and Georgia finds cause to celebrate. Good for her. Okay, She had a really rough episode last week and so did Jenny. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. So we start the episode off with them. And Georgia is telling Virginia that uh, life is hard, okay? So you better brace yourself and be harder than life is, okay? And then she also mentions how uh, you don't want to let people see you cry. Don't let the world see you cry, see you down, because then, of course, they'll take advantage of that and make it worse, kick you while you're down, okay? So make sure you always have your best poker face on. And as we hear her saying that, we see Jenny and Georgia there laid up on the couch. Okay, apparently this has been their place of comfort for the last couple of days. They haven't really moved from there. I hope that they at least got up to get some potty breaks in. So we see them doing the old traditional stuff, uh, you know, doing the whipped cream and eating all the snacks, watching all the rom-com movies, all the Christmas movies, just enjoying the holidays with family. And so they're talking, and uh, I mean, <laughs> she says that they need to get up because honestly, if Jenny watches one more rom com, she's literally going to light herself on fire, which Georgia did not find funny at all because of the the reason why they're there on the couch in the first place. But I digress, and so does she. So she ends up getting a text from Marcus, and he's basically back in town. And so that's George's cue. She was like, all right, I'm getting up because I got to go make some returns. Besides, you want to see Loverboy anyway. So I'm going to give you a space, all right? So she ends up kissing her a thousand times and reassuring her um, that, you know, she's there to support her and wants to make sure that she's okay, which Jenny says she's good. You can go ahead and go. I'm not going to break into a million and one pieces. So she ends up leaving, and um, <laughs> then Marcus comes over, okay? He, of course, is excited to see his lady love, and 
she fills him in on all of the holiday festivities well most of them that is until austin comes down and he shows them a magic trick with a card okay and so he was like i learned that from my dad and so marcus is looking at jenny like dad oh yeah i forgot to mention that particular surprise from the holiday season gil came back okay he got released from prison <laughs> just a classic production of ours during the holidays no need to to uh lose your hair so we see georgia before she actually goes to make those returns y'all she pays a visit to zion and she was like you better put a whole bunch of furniture between us because i'm gonna be moving and shaking shaking rearranging this whole room if you don't explain to me why you didn't tell me that our daughter was harming herself and so he says that she made him promise to not tell her because she was hurting, okay? This is why I put her in therapy so we could try to fix it because Georgia was like, I don't even know how to fix this, okay? Yep, nope, that's why she's there. We're going to start working on it. She's getting better. It's just going to take some time. And so um, after he was telling her that Jenny had sworn him to secrecy, she was like, oh, so she manipulated you. <laughs> And he was like, no need to brag about the situation, okay? And so she was like, so you're just making unilateral decisions to put our daughter in therapy? Oh, just like you up and took her and I wasn't able to see her for a whole year. Well, the difference was Georgia was 16 at the time and now they're 34, okay? Uh, that's 18 years. Well, Zion is older than Georgia. Okay, so never mind. Y'all, I was doing the math in my head, okay? It, it wasn't adding up at first. I forgot he was older than <laughs> So, So, she was like, touche, touche, okay? As long as the therapy eventually starts to work, then we'll see how it goes. And so, just then, nobody, Simone, comes in. And it's awkward. Apparently, it looks like she spent the night, so maybe things are getting serious between her and Zion. And Georgia looks at Zion like, you could at least tell me that you had a, a guest over. <laughs> so, I guess Christmas break was over a lot sooner than I thought it was, because we didn't really hear anything after what happened post-Christmas. But Jenny and Georgia did say that they had been sitting on the couch for Christmas, uh, for a couple days past Christmas. So... Maybe they did. But anyway, all the girls are back at school and they're talking about what it, what all happened over Christmas break. And um, Nora, she went on a ski trip, but she couldn't enjoy it because she was PMSing. Abby uh, was hearing her grandparents mention how much they hate her dad. And Max, well, Max seems like she was the only one that had a decent Christmas break. Um, because Nanny and Pappy came over, which that was amazeballs, okay? Pappy was very Pappy, and Nanny probably made Ellen cry because she had mentioned how her pies just weren't up to par like they had been over the, the previous years. <laughs> but aside from that, everything was well. Well, except for Sophie, okay? She's still stalking Sophie over social media and she saw another picture of Sophie and her boot thing that Sophie had posted and they were like girl fake it till you make it okay clearly Max is still dying on the inside and I was like dang what happened with you and Silver like y'all didn't y'all didn't have no connection time over the break I mean I did notice that y'all y'all had some chemistry going before the break happened so I don't know y'all but either way she she's still mulling over Sophie 
<laughs> and so Jenny was like, hmm, I thought y'all had a really good time. At least that's what Marcus told me. He said that there was a lot of cheer going around. Y'all were playing Uno galore. Okay. And so Max was like, hmm, that's weird because he was up in his room majority of the time that we were we were there. And so Jenny was like, oh, okay. I see what time it is. Let me go find him. And so she ends up running into Silver. She asked Silver, has she seen Marcus? And she was like, nah, I haven't. Again, Max, Silver is right here dead in your face, girl. Are you not gonna, you gonna pass up this opportunity to find true love? Okay, I don't know, we'll see. But anyway, speaking of true love or love that was once there, love lost, <laughs> a lot of it. We see that, um, Gil and Georgia are having a conversation and he affectionately calls her G. He says, G, he's a changed man. Okay, he wants to take Austin to a hockey game tonight, but Georgia's putting her fun police hat on. Not today. Okay, it's school night. And although he promises to have him back by 10, Georgia is not convinced that Gil has changed his stripes just yet. And so he says you know i'm a changed man okay and um he says wow i still feel like we have some sexual tension between us and she was like oh you talking about that tension where my greasy baby daddy comes in and turns my life upside down yeah that oh yeah i get tingles all up and down my spine all all in my toes <laughs> and so he was like look if anybody should be having in some trust trust issues it should be me not you Okay. I still think Georgia looped him into doing something nefarious, but we're still waiting on the rest of that backstory. And so long story short, Austin ain't, ain't going to no hockey game tonight, okay? He can respect that, but at least let him see his son for a little bit. I mean, he came back just for Austin, so that's the least that you can do. Their conversation is interrupted when Ellen comes through, and um, she's wanted to show georgia the bridesmaid dress that she found it was very pretty okay it was a pretty uh emerald green looking dress very nice and it probably would go very well with her haircut depending on how she styles it that day so she comes in interrupting their conversation and gil is like oh you know gee and she was like oh i haven't heard that that's cute okay and so he wants to see the dress that that ellen is so proud to show off and George is like, Gil was just leaving. So he does. And she ends up showing Georgia the dress. And she mentions how this is her second wedding. Or so she claims to everybody. This is her second wedding. And so she doesn't want to go through that whole routine, song and dance routine of the, the sash and the bachelorette party and the penis straws, all of that. Which Ellen seems kind of disappointed on the inside that georgia doesn't want to go through all of that because it seems like georgia might want to not georgia ellen might want to live vicariously through georgia for that part of it so she's like oh okay well you know don't don't worry about it bachelor red party who who wants to do one of those anyway <laughs> so it seems like we're gonna x that off the to-do list okay and then um we go back over to jenny and she is chilling with bracia and the crew and they're initially talking about how Bracia decided to give Brian this Patriots hat and how he invited her to a game, which she's not really a sports fan, but I mean, you know, if you're going to go, then you might as well have a good reason to go, okay, and be cheering for, I don't know which team. <laughs> 
So anyway, they're talking about that initially, and then they ask Jenny why she's sort of kind of down in the dumps, and it's because she has to pick a book for Mr. Gittin's class as far as um, the, the black literature that he wanted her to pick out. And so she's got three options in mind. She doesn't know which one to choose from just yet, though, and so... She runs through the options with the crew, and um, one of the friends was just like, oh, pick the outsider, sister outsider. And she was like, oh, okay, you know, I I'm thinking about it. So just then, Max comes over and reminds her that it's time for English AP. Some of them are stressing over SAT testing, and Max was like, girl, be glad that y'all are not juniors. Okay, so... They end up going to Mr. Gittin's class, and she decides to pick a Sister Outsider for the class to read for her black literature portion, and he doesn't seem enthusiastic about it at all, as we expected him to be, exactly. He's trash, okay? And so he was like, good job, Jenny. And so the class half-heartedly claps for her, and... He tells the class that he wants them to read the first three chapters of it because this one is giving different poems um, from Andre Lord. And she's just basically speaking on her experiences and how basically if we want to improve our communities and our outlooks for people, we have to start within oneself. And so I was like, okay, well, you should have just gave Mr. Gittin that book. Because, I mean, it seems like he's the only one that needs to be doing a majority of the work over here. But okay. So he was like, good job, Jenny. And he gives the class the assignment to read the first three chapters. And then by Friday, they're going to be having a discussion, which will be led by Jenny. And Jenny looks up at him like, for real, fool? And he looked at her like, for real, girl, it's happening. So, damn, you might as well go ahead and pay me half of your salary for that day because, I mean, if I'm going to be teaching the class, then give me the money for it. <laughs> He's so racially insensitive. I can't stand it. So, George is waiting on Austin to get out of class when she runs into Cynthia, Bev, and Banu. Okay? And so, Austin finally comes out. She asked him how his day was. And as soon as he goes to go grab his jacket from his little cubby, here comes Gil. Okay, and despite George's protest earlier, he presents the hockey tickets. And of course, he asks Austin, does he want to go? What is Austin going to say? No, he doesn't want to go. So he asks his mom, can he go? And she's overhearing Cynthia and the girls talking about how he's such a uh, hands-on dad just because he's taking them to a hockey game. Y'all don't even know this, man. You're probably just saying it because he's handsome. Okay, so... Of course, she can't look bad in front of Cynthia and her goons, so she has no other choice but to say yes. But before they leave, Gil whispers something into Austin's ear, which causes Austin to come back to Georgia. And Austin has the audacity to ask Georgia, can they have money for snacks while at said hockey game? She pulls out some money and gives it to him, y'all. And I just would have been like, no, you got that partner, okay? I I'm allowing you to take them to the hockey game okay be back by 10 so then we get this flashback of gill and georgia there on the couch when they're younger and he's telling her that she has no idea how pretty she is and she was like yes i do okay and because i know how fine i am i can get away with a lot of stuff and so then she 
ask him how he's able to afford all of these nice things that he's getting for her this nice wash this nice necklace um you know you're taking me out to these fancy dinners speaking of okay i noticed that you drive a really nice car but when we were leaving dinner i noticed that your co-workers don't drive such flashy cars like you why is that and so he goes on to mention that he's over account management or something like that for the for the company which basically he in the finance department okay and so long story short he tells her that he's embezzling money without saying that he's embezzling money okay embezzle yeah so he says that he uh creates these fake invoices and he writes the checks and cashes them now they've been under ten thousand dollars so he's been riding up under the radar for quite some time Okay, so y'all know that George is definitely taking mental notes about all of this. And so she was like, why did you tell me this? Why did you tell me this secret? And he was like, because I noticed that you had some darkness in you too, okay? I, look, us criminals, we have, we, we can spot some similarities in other people, okay? From one criminal to another. He didn't say that, but he said that he noticed the darkness within her. And so she was like, dang, no matter how hard I try, I try to get away from these types of guys but for some reason she just keeps on attracting them that's because that's what you 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 are attracting because that's your that's what you're reflecting out that's what that's the energy that you're giving out scheming scamming trying to scheme your way to the top and <laughs> that's what you're getting so there you go so uh she was like well now that i know your secrets they're basically starting to kiss y'all so then we come back to the prison and georgia is now on the couch with her current beau her fiance paul and paul was like dang i could have sworn you picked out this movie for us to watch but yet and still here you are knee deep in your phone what's happening and so she's talking cash money to the phone because she's tracking austin thanks to that watch that she got him for christmas with the location tracker on it and so he was like you know i mean if you're gonna be tracking them this hard then maybe you shouldn't allow unsupervised visits and so she's like no it's okay i got it Okay. He was like, well, maybe it's time that we talk to my lawyer about getting something on the books as far as like family plan, a family plan. That way we can get, uh, get, get this scheduled for supervised visits or unsupervised visits. That way there's more stability for Austin. And so she was like, no, nah, Gil wouldn't like that. Okay. I promise you I got it. Cause as soon as she heard the word lawyer, she was like, hell no. Cause y'all know they're going to start digging, okay? And Gil going to start talking. Because I'm sure that she done took some of his tricks that he he revealed to her and put them to her use. So she was like, no, it's okay. I got it, boo. Thank you, though. Okay? Speaking of lawyers, Jenny is at dinner with Zion back at his crib. And no one, Simone, is having a conversation about how she was able to get her most recent client off. Turns out, y'all, she is a defense attorney. Now, I'm sure that may come in handy in the not-so-distant future for Miss Georgia. But Jenny is like, I don't see how you're able to defend folks that you know are guilty. And so, basically, no one, Simone says, it's not really my place to judge those people. And who's to say that when they commit said crimes, that their crimes, you know, just, I mean, they go in vain, okay? I.e stealing 
Now, we all know that stealing is bad, okay? But what if the person that is stealing is starving? And so Jenny was like, oh, okay, yeah, touche, you got a point there. And so she says that it's not it's not her place to judge her clients. She just wants to be a voice for them, you know, and then let the chips fall where they may. So it seems like I said, Jenny may suggest that Georgia seek legal counsel from old no one Simone. And so she mentions how this is all lovely because she's noticing all the PDA that they are putting out, okay? They're holding hands and she's calling him Bay and all of this. And I'm not sure if Jenny is truly happy for Zion, but I mean, you know, no one Simone is taking pride in the fact that Zion is her man at this point. It's new puppy love. So um, she says that she's got to go. She's got a ton of homework and she mentions how her teacher has tagged her out tagged himself out and tapped her in because she's going to be teaching the class about this book that she provided for the literature reference for the week and so he was like what the hell okay we ain't gonna even go down that rabbit hole again and so he mentions that he's gonna go ahead and take her home so once they get there of course this happens to awkwardly be the time that Gil is returning Austin from the hockey game they had such a great time Paul is going to get ready to take Austin to bed, that is, until Zion walks through the door with Jenny. And so Zion was like, oh, Gil, hey, uh, I didn't know that you had gotten out. Okay, welcome back to society. And so he was like, yeah, you know, it's good to be back. It's good to be seen. <laughs> and so Paul, Zion, and Gil are standing there very awkwardly. And Georgia senses this. And so she was like, you know what? Come on, Austin, okay? Let's leave these people to the Western that they, they just now uh, co-starred in and see what happens. <laughs> and so Gil laughs it off and he sees himself to the door. And as he leaves, Paul says, we don't like him, right? To Zion. And Zion was like, no, we do not at all. Well, at least he was courteous enough to say hello to him. So after Georgia... <laughs> puts Austin to bed she comes into Jenny's room and she makes the situation awkward by basically asking how serious does Jenny think this relationship is between Zion and no one Simone I mean honestly if you think about it like he moved down here so we could be together um but now he's with this girl okay do you think it's getting serious and Jenny was like mom I'm not trying to be in the middle of what you and dad got going on okay I done been there before I ain't trying to do that again and so she was like, but I mean, seriously, like, no one can get over me, okay? That's how I feel about it. Because <laughs> Georgia is just unforgettable, right? You can't you can't get past her. But um, she was like, mama, it don't even matter no way because you're supposed to be getting married in a couple of months, so just chill out. But we all know that Georgia still got a major, major thing for Zion, and she ain't going to let that go, all right? And so... Before she leaves, she ends up checking on Jenny, and she asked her, is she okay? And she was like, yeah. I mean, like, for real, for real. Don't BS me, Jenny. Are you good? And she was like, yeah, I'm actually good. And I think she is. I think she's in a good place right now. She's being open and honest with her mom. And, um, you know, she, her mom seems to be coming around and, and doing the mom thing and trying to be more nurturing and understanding to Jenny's feelings and how she's experienced in life. So then um, she ends up getting a message from Marcus. <laughs> And uh, 
he sent the the eye i'm looking at you emojis or you know i'm ch- i'm trying to check you out the eyes so she runs to her window to see him lifting up his shirt flashing his nipples and um she does the exact same thing in return <laughs> and so she ends up texting him asking him does he want to come over and he was like nah i think i'm gonna crash tonight okay she asked him why he wasn't in school today and he says that he hates the mondays after major holidays well i mean if you come back to class tomorrow don't you think that um tuesday is just another monday yeah you right about that jenny that gives him something to think about but either way he don't want to be concerned about that right now you know what he want to be concerned about showing off the rest of his asses i mean literally his ass okay he mooned her y'all and so as he's mooning her y'all his dad comes in and dad don't know what to say he he don't know how to handle this he was like i was just coming by to see if you wanted to look at this movie with us okay and so marcus quickly tells him no probably because he's embarrassed um and so he dad awkwardly asked him how school went today he was like ah it was fine and so he hurries up and leaves out y'all he throw his hands up he don't even know what to do with marcus (laughs) so it's the next day they're all sitting in the hallway is uh jenny bracia and silver and then um i think max ends up coming over and jenny asked silver was marcus in class today in chemistry class and she was like nah he wasn't there all right well where the hell he at he said he was gonna come to school today all right so then max starts talking about bracia's voice and how it amazes her every time she sings silver ends up leaving and then um bracia and jenny talk to max about how her and silver have this dynamic chemistry that max seems completely oblivious to and i mean you know she's been complimenting silver a lot they had the moment that they shared when she was doing the fitting for her where it looked like they were about to kiss so max i mean are you really in in the dark about it that much or are you just putting on you playing coy so anyway as they're having this conversation here comes marcus y'all and he sits by max and max immediately smells the the liquor on his breath okay you've been drinking and he pulls out his flask yo you are too lit you done came to school drunk and so jenny was like you need to leave because if you get caught being drunk at school you could get in big trouble and so just as she's saying that her name is being called by none other than georgia and so now jenny's got to hurry up and shoot georgia away just so marcus won't get in trouble so as georgia's walking down the hallway jenny meets her halfway and max hurries up and pulls marcus up so they can go walk walk away right so (laughs) she says what are you doing here she's coming to take her to therapy of course too easy right so she does that and then we see max take marcus home and she's asking him you know what is he thinking coming coming to school drunk which he doesn't really give her any excuse as to why he's doing what he's doing i'm not sure if it's just the secret that he's carrying for jenny or what i i don't know okay but or maybe it's the fact that his friend you know passed away and maybe marcus needs some therapy i'm not sure but um either way 
she's trying to talk to him meanwhile ellen is downstairs and she's like oh shoot you know like mom can't come up here because if she does then she's gonna notice that you're lit and you definitely finna be done for so she's asking them what do they want to eat and he's asking for these damn scallion pancakes and so max finally asked ellen to get the scallion pancakes and so she was like well we were gonna go out but um max wants takeout obviously you know why so he ends up asking max uh does jenny like him before she leaves and she was like yeah dumb dumb like she's y'all are completely obsessed with each other of course she likes you and so she tells him that she's gonna go get him some water she puts the bucket by his bedside and then she goes on her way but i'm sure max is very concerned about her twin as to what is going on with him as of late you skipping school and then you know you saying that the holidays were great when you stayed in your room you're being completely like antisocial. so something is definitely getting to marcus at this point we just got to figure out what it is meanwhile in therapy y'all i thought georgia was just gonna be sitting outside in the waiting room waiting on jenny to get finished with her therapy session oh no she actually wants to participate in today's session <laughs> and so before she can even sit down good the therapist was like oh uh well no this is jenny's time this is her safe space and i mean jenny is completely exasperated by georgia and what's been happening as of late and so she's like girl it's okay like just just let her stay here okay georgia says that she wants to see everything that's going on because i mean in the south they don't really believe in therapy they just they shoot guns and then they eat butter that's how they get over they they mental woes okay so she sits down and she compares this to a scene right out of the sopranos when the therapist asks her how she's feeling about being there today um and she was like i don't know okay <laughs> don't read my mind <laughs> and so jenny was like look mama if you're gonna stay in here you're gonna have to do the thing okay you're gonna have to participate stop playing these games and so she is, the therapist is mentioning how this can be a really good thing for them to both be there and then she asked about boundaries okay do you feel like the boundaries are being respected on both ends and so um jenny says that yes she does respect georgia's boundaries for the most part and y'all georgia just jumped on in and she was like yeah i mean i clearly respect jenny's boundaries that but i'm gonna do everything that i can to try to protect my kid um but you know we we've always had a really good relationship trying to defend her parent her parenting and her motherhood about how she raised jenny but i mean you really don't have to defend it you did what you you could no no parent is perfect but she did mention that and so she's trying to defend it to the therapist and um she was like you know we had a really great relationship honestly we're really close like i don't even consider us mother and daughter we're best friends and the therapist was like no you're actually just mother and daughter you aren't best friends <laughs> which i get what she's saying okay i get what georgia is saying how they're super tight because i mean when georgia had her she was damn near a kid herself and so they kind of just grew up and, and she was kind of like a big sister to her versus actually being a mom and enforcing rules and stuff so but i get what the therapist is saying as well it's time for you to grow up and be the str the sound structure and the stability uh 
parental wise what Jenny needs in her life. Not try to be her friend and give her what she wants to be cool, okay, for her to like you. So she starts talking about that, and then um, Jenny tells her that she'll never understand what it's like to be in her shoes. And she was like, well, why not? She said, is it because uh, you're black and I'm white? And she was like, yeah, it is. And so she was like, so you're saying just because I'm white that I, I won't? No, you won't. And I only say that because, you know, biracial kids usually um, go through those types of situations where they're conflicted. Okay? Um, especially if it's like a black and white thing with, with the deep-rooted history that's within that itself. It's hard to identify or figure out a, a sweet spot with both races and so she was like you know you'll never understand the the black aspect of it because you're not like you don't get picked on by teachers you don't have to go through certain situations just because of your skin color like yeah you lived a hard life but i have my own experiences and so she goes on to say how she feels like for the first time in her life she was finally able to feel like she's been rooted since they were kids she's always moved around because georgia led a life of instability okay running from something or running from a man or running to a man it's always been one reason or another that they they couldn't stay put and jenny had to suffer because of that and so that's been her experience and georgia just has to respect that okay and so she was like okay, I'm sorry, you know, I made mistakes or whatever, and she was like, it's not just that, it's other things, it's, and then she, she starts going into, like, the deeper issues, like, the real issues, like, the credit card issues, the fraud issues, Voldemort, and when she says Voldemort, y'all, y'all should have seen George's eyes, okay, and she was like, you just, you have to understand that I, I need boundaries, I, I need you to listen to me and try to understand where I'm coming from, and not just think that everything is going to be okay and try to sweep sweep these issues under the rug. Okay. Duly noted. Well said, Jenny. And I really do hope that Georgia is able to really hear her daughter and put those concepts into action um, for the betterment of Jenny. So Georgia and Jenny finally make their way back to the house. And before they go in, Georgia was like, yeah, that definitely was not fun. Well, you did say that you wanted to go to therapy. And so she's like, man, I need a drink. And so Jenny ends up pulling the flash that she procured from Marcus earlier and hands it to her. And so Georgia's probably looking at her like, girl, where did you get this from? But no time for questioning. She downs a little bit from the flask and then she gives it back to Jenny. Jenny looks at it and then she takes a sip herself. Okay, well, I guess this is a part of the therapeutic process. And so she was like, you know how I raised you to be strong, okay? But I think I may be slightly wrong in that. Maybe your superpower is being vulnerable. Vulnerability is your superpower. Maybe she's right. And so she's like, okay, I'm listening. Lay it on me. <laughs> What's going on? And so Jenny ends up telling her how she's got to teach Mr. Gittin's class all about black literature. And um, it's very shitty. It definitely sucks. And so Georgia was like, well, 
I always raised you to be strong, but I never raised you to take any shit. So Jenny knows what she's got to do, okay? She's going to have to figure out a way to put her own spin on tomorrow's lesson for Mr. Giddens' class. Meanwhile, she ends up receiving a text from Abby. It's a SOS, and she wants them to meet at the Blue Farm. So when she gets there, she realizes that it's just her and Abby. Well, what you call me here for? What's the SOS? Turns out that her dad has a new girlfriend. And so since clearly Max and Nora didn't come from single-parent homes, which I think is fucked up, but I mean, you know, excuse my language, y'all. Teenagers. And uh, sometimes they have no filter, but yes, that is messed up. Okay, um, how you thought that I was supposed to be empathetic to your situation just because that's my background. But I mean, it is true. It is true. And Jenny is actually quite empathetic. She says that it does get better with time. Um, however, the first time her dad had a new girlfriend after uh, he and Georgia split, she was 11 years old. And um, she said that her and Georgia actually went to go egg old girl's house. <laughs> And so, um, she was like, yeah, you know, I just, it's crazy how he was able to find a girlfriend so fast, but my mom, on the other hand, you know, she just looks at Love Island and she says how love is always possible, it's just right around the corner, you know, all you gotta do is be looking for it, love, love is real, love is real, Abby. And so, Jenny, uh, Abby mentions how she could go for uh, something sweet right now. And so she was like, hold on, okay, let me uh, grab Joe. So Joe comes over and she ends up asking him about the scones that he usually puts in a day-old basket after they don't sell the day before. And he was like, okay, cool. She asked him for those. And he was like, so you think I'm supposed to just give you those because you've been a good employee that's been drug-free, that's been acting right recently? And she was like, yeah, you are coming more becoming more and more like your mother every day i don't know if that's a compliment or what (laughs) and so he brings them over and jenny ends up asking abby does she want her to go with her so she can egg old girl's house and she was like no that's okay we can wait we can hold off on that and so she she says that she's got to go to the bathroom and so she's like do you want me to come with you she's like no i'll just be a couple of seconds it's fine so she ends up uh she ends up going to the bathroom and as she's going to the bathroom here comes gil okay gil done pulled up and apparently um he's looking for him something to eat and so she tells him to go ahead and order the turkey club because it's the best thing since sliced bread and just tell joe to say that he wants the uh, turkey club the jenny jenny's uh version jenny special that'll piss him off but i promise you it's the best and so he's like okay cool so as he's walking up, Cynthia's waiting on Joe, and you know, they're doing that little flirting thing back and forth. And she's waiting on him to get off, and in my head, I'm thinking, uh, where is Zach? Okay, and why are you not with Zach? But I guess you need your time and your space away from the house and this situation until you figure things out with your husband. So as she's waiting on him, Gil comes over, and she's like, oh aren't you Austin's dad? And he says, yes, I am. Okay. And, um, she just goes right for the gusto and was like, Georgia told me that you just got out of jail. (laughs) And so he was like, are y'all friends? And she says, no. Okay. No, we're not friends. I actually hate her. And so he was like, well, the reason that I was in jail was because she basically, uh, 
had she was embezzling funds framed me for it and got me got me thrown in jail okay and so he says that he's in town looking for an apartment or whatever because right now he's at an airbnb so unless he can find him an apartment uh he ain't gonna be in town for too much long and she was like well thank goodness that i'm a real estate agent i'm a broker and so he was like okay cool so she hands him a business card and as joe overhears them talking cash money about georgia he comes over and tells Gil that his order is ready and he can settle he can settle the funds or pay for it at the front just real curt and um Gil ends up leaving and I mean with Cynthia talking cash money about Georgia y'all know even though he does have some feelings for Cynthia I think his heart is really with Georgia and so if Cynthia keep on playing honey she might lose a love interest in Joe before I move on to the next thing y'all I forgot to mention that when Abby came back from the bathroom she was like wiping her nose y'all i hope that abby is not doing carter drugs because y'all know that she already uh smoke weed so i hope she's not doing coke or anything like that so we'll see okay now i'm moving on so it's later on that day jenny goes to go pay a visit to marcus to see what happened earlier but instead of him actually responding to what was happening she was like throwing him frowny faces and he just kept doing this thing where he made him into happy faces again jenny makes him happy but again we still need to figure out what the hell is happening with marcus okay jenny and i just i hope that it is not what she revealed to him that's holding him down but we'll see so it's the next day in class and it's time for jenny to go ahead and i guess start like on her lesson plan for the day for the class since she's the teacher again she should be getting paid for this but instead there's silence okay the class looking at her she's looking at her classmates and mr Gidden is like jenny you can start anytime now and so just when it looks like she's about to say something she was like no i'm not doing it okay um instead of you trying to include when you try to include me and all of my blackness into the curriculum either you know you can drop me from this class or you give me extra work and it's not fair it's not fair at all so no I, i'm done i'm not doing this this is bs and so he was like what kind of like dumbfounded by what she said she said i'm not doing it it's not right okay nobody else had to uh take take on this assignment nobody else had to teach the class i'm not doing it and so she walked out and then max actually got up and walked out too and as he's talking about outbursts hunter is like this is bullshit and he was like, what did you say, Hunter? And he was like, no, this is BS. And he got up and walked out too. Good. Good for them. And so Max was like cheering Jenny on. But then when she got outside, I think what Jenny done finally like dawned on her. She came to the realization of what she just did. I mean, are you really going to drop the class? Like, are you going to go back to regular English? Because I know this is AP English. And she was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just walked out of English. Like, I love English. 
And Max is like, it's okay. Like, we can just take French. And, <laughs> and I was like, it's not the same thing, Max. It's not the same thing. So she was like, she doesn't know what she's going to do. Okay. But she knows that what he did to her was wrong and that she wasn't going to tolerate it anymore. She just, she can't be in his class anymore. And so she's like, well, good for you. Okay. And so, uh, long story short, her and Max kind of got into a tiff because she actually addressed Max when it came to Max being oblivious as to what is going on. Because she was like, why you didn't tell me how he was making you feel? And she was like, I shouldn't have to say anything. I mean, you're in the class with me. You see the, you see how he mistreats me. So she was like, you know what? I'm right. And I, you're right. And I'm sorry. And so then, um, uh, Jenny, oh, she asked Jenny what they're going to do now. We don't know. So then Georgia ends up getting a phone call talking about, um, or she got a text from Jenny in all caps saying that she needed a ride. So I was like, okay, did Jenny, is she picking Jenny up from school? So no, she's not picking her up from school. She's actually come down to the blue farm and she's shouting Jenny's name. She's shouting Joe name. And nobody's nowhere to be seen damn did y'all pay the bill the lights cut off in here what's up it's a surprise bachelorette party okay this is what georgia didn't want but she she actually needed this okay this this gives her a lot of life jenny put this together for her and uh max and ellen are there and so is nick and nick is dressed as none other than miss georgia herself okay he is a georgia peach with the accent and all okay and so he was like you know you the finest thing to wet one's whistle <laughs> since whenever all right so then um they're having a good time they're dancing y'all they even get joe involved in the festivities okay having a good time joe joe put in the little hip roll in front of georgia okay we see you joe just then nick walks in and Jenny comes over to protect her mom's peace. Not tonight, okay? She says, you know what? You're going to come up with an excuse that you got a headache and that you couldn't stay. But if, if you don't leave right now, I'm going to start screaming at the top of my lungs and I'm going to scream forever. And so Nick was like, you know what? Whatever. And turned around and walked out. Yeah, don't, don't F with her mama. Not tonight. <laughs> so Joe has these glasses that he had gotten from georgia since forever ago or that georgia had gotten from him since forever ago and he's looking at him and um he's basically telling georgia that jenny came up with this whole idea and that she persuaded him to do all of this you know like mother like daughter sort of kind okay she's gonna take that as a compliment for tonight and i was like joe please say something to georgia in due time i'm gonna assume in due time so as she goes to sit down and um, she's spinning around in her little chair, we get a flashback of when um, she is with Jenny for her birthday. She's celebrating her birthday. And Gil is there and so is um, so is Zion. Okay, And so George is singing happy birthday to Jenny and Jenny is just, a, she's all smiles and giggles, y'all. She's so stinking cute. And so they end up getting her a gift. And she was like, are you going to tell Gil thank you for getting you this gift? And so she's like, thank you, Gil. 
and Zion is kind of, he's looking kind of like, oh man, you know, like this, he, where Gil is right now, that should be his spot. Him, Georgia, and Jenny should be a family, not Gil included. <laughs> so, then we we come back to the present. Georgia and Jenny have arrived back at home. And she's calling Austin's name, trying to figure out where he is. And Jenny says, oh, well, he went with Gil. And she was like, what? No, uh-uh. Like, she sobered up real quick. Especially after she saw that the watch that she had gave Austin to keep track of him was sitting on the kitchen counter. And so she was finna be like, oh, hell no. Just then... Gil and Austin walk in. Okay, where where did you think we were gonna be? Okay, what did you think was gonna happen? And so Gil ends up leaving, but then um we start to hear the song called Retrograde, and I mean it's basically saying how we don't want to live in the past, but I mean certain instances and events that happen kind of affect how you be moving after that. And, you know, especially if you got kids involved, like, some scars you just can never get over. Okay? They they don't permanently heal. So, or completely heal. So, as we're listening to the song, we go back and forth between uh, Georgia. She is walking upstairs to her bedroom and the same spot where Austin found her gun under the dresser that's exactly where she's going to and she's checking it to make sure that there are bullets still in the clip and then we get the flashback of georgia after jenny's birthday party but i'm assuming this is pre-austin and it seems like all that glitters is not gold even though he is showering her with all of these gifts he is also showering her with fists He's been beating on her, y'all. And the little, um, she had, um, put like a cute little design on the side of her face. But as she's removing her makeup, we see that it was to hide a, a bruise that's healing. He, he been beating on her, y'all. So that's probably why she says that he, he ain't gonna change his his stripes, okay, I, I don't believe that you can change once an abuser, always an abuser, right, so, that's that, y'all, um, like I said, she makes sure, she makes sure that the clip has bullets in it, just in case she gotta go on the ready, I just don't have a good feeling about that, especially considering the fact that Austin knows where it is, and I'm not sure if that's going to come in handy, maybe, Austin will come through and save the day because he's the only person that knows where it is. Aside from Georgia, I'm not sure, but I just hope that nothing bad happens to Austin. But that's the way the episode ends, y'all. I really did enjoy this episode. I'm concerned about Marcus. Oh, and also while they were at the bachelorette party, Max did give a sincere apology to Jenny about not seeing her and you know trying to understand where she's been coming from all this time and so she does give hints that she does know that silver really does like her there was a scene y'all i'm sorry i forgot to mention this one as well after jenny had told max off sort of kind of in the hallway she went to go sit by herself when silver rolled up on her and was like hey you know what's down i got a hammer 
who I need to go hit in the head with. And she was like me for being a butthole friend. Okay. I've been oblivious to the fact that my friend has been suffering this entire time. And maybe Marcus has been right when he said that I only care about myself and I don't really see what's going on with the people around me. And so Silver was trying to reassure her that she does have a good heart. Okay. She's, a, she's got a very generous heart. And so Silver ended up asking her, did she want to hug? And I thought that she was going to be like, no, I want to kiss. No. She, Max said no. And she got up and walked off. So she does know that Silver has a thing for her. I'm just trying to figure out why you're not playing into that. Maybe you're going to be cautious this time around, Max. Maybe you're just going to take it slow. I don't know. But Silver is definitely wearing her heart on the sleeve, and Max is just taking it and just stepping on it. But that's it, y'all. <laughs> that's the way the episode is. Let me know what you think. You can reach me at me and TV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at my TV Reviews Podcast without the S on the end at gmail.com. Y'all, we are almost at the end of the year. And I do want to share this with y'all because I'm so grateful um, for where we are. So it's just a little low me, y'all. And I started this podcast over a little bit over a year ago, probably like a year and some change ago. And I just want to say that the goal that I had put down for the end of next year, I've already passed that number-wise, you guys, download-wise. So I know that you guys are listening. Thank you guys for continuing to come back. Thank you guys for spreading the word about your girl. Thank you for leaving a review. Thank you for leaving a rating. Thank you. Because without you, there is no mode, okay? There is no me and you TV reviews, all right? So I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for listening to me just ramble, okay? And hopefully y'all agree with me because we see each other, okay? I just be saying what y'all be thinking, okay? Uh, Most of the time, we should be right on the money together. But if not, then that's okay. We family. We can disagree, okay? I still love y'all. That's it. So y'all be safe out there. Please enjoy your holidays. If um, I don't come back on here before the new year, you guys, please be safe. Okay? If you are going to be celebrating by consuming alcohol, please have a DD at the ready. Get you an Uber. Do something. Just don't drink and drive. Okay? Mo want to see y'all make it to the new year. Alright, that's it. I love y'all. So until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.